February is Heart Health Month. There's no better time to focus on heart-healthy habits like eating more dark chocolate, groundbreaking results from Harvard's massive Cosmos study on cocoa flavanols show a 39% reduction in the risk of cardiovascular death among participants consuming cocoa flavanols daily. I search high and low for cocoa products that deliver meaningful amounts of healthful flavanols with great flavor and minimal sugar. I'm thrilled to have found Flava Naturals. Flavor Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate Bars and Cocoa Powder deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate. Their secret is sourcing premium, high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to help improve your blood pressure and cholesterol levels, possibly reduce your chance of heart attack and stroke. I use it every day. To order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. There you'll find details on Harvard's Cosmos study and great recipes, too. That's flavanaturals.com. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Layla Mutin. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York. I work with Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I also maintain a private practice. If you'd like to make an appointment, here's the number. 212-779-1744. 212-779-1744. Speak to Liz in the office. She will set you up. Now, is coffee healthy? Is coffee bad for us? You know, it seems like every couple of weeks or so, there's a study purporting the benefits of coffee. And then you hear about a study talking about the disadvantages or even the dangers of your morning coffee. Well, here's something about the dangers. This is interesting. Drinking two plus cups of coffee daily may double the risk of heart death in people with severe hypertension. I want to tell you right off the bat, if you have severe hypertension, you would be on probably not just one, but two different types of meditation, medication, <laughs> meditation. That's interesting because that's something I'm, I'm going to talk about in, in a later podcast if I don't get to it after this this uh, research that I'm going to tell you about. So severe hypertension, that's really, really high blood pressure. Nobody with severe hypertension should be taking any kind of a stimulant like that that can increase blood pressure. So according to this press release, drinking two or more cups of coffee a day may double the risk of death from cardiovascular disease among people with severe high, bl high blood pressure. What is severe high blood pressure? It's 160 over 100 or higher. Severe high blood pressure is 160 over 100 or higher. So, but not people with high blood pressure not considered severe. And this is according to research published in the Journal of the American Heart Association. In contrast, the study found that one cup of coffee and daily green tea consumption 
<clears throat> did not increase the risk of death related to cardiovascular disease at any blood pressure measurement, even though both drinks contain caffeine. According to the FDA, an 8-ounce cup of green or black tea has about 30 to 50 milligrams of caffeine, and an 8-ounce cup of coffee has closer to 80 to 100 milligrams of caffeine. Well, here's the thing. When it's green tea, green and black teas, they contain L-theanine, although I believe green tea has more of the L-theanine than black tea does. And what L-theanine does is it attenuates the impact of the caffeine in the tea. That's why you don't feel it as much. Now, previous research found that drinking one cup of coffee a day may help heart attack survivors by lowering their risk of death after a heart attack and may prevent heart attacks or strokes in healthy individuals. In addition, separate studies have suggested drinking coffee regularly may reduce the risk of developing chronic illnesses such as type 2 diabetes and some cancers. It may help to control appetite, may help to lower the risk of depression or boost alertness. That's the caffeine, boost alertness. Though it's not clear if this effect is from the caffeine or something else in the coffee. Well, that's true too, but, you know, caffeine will boost alertness. On the harmful side, too much coffee may raise blood pressure and lead to anxiety, heart palpitations, and difficulty sleeping. I also assert that it can lead to ADD, ADHD. Let me tell you. If you're drinking coffee and you're reading the paper or you're reading a book or some research and you find yourself reading the same sentence or paragraph over and over because it didn't quite stick, that's too much caffeine. You've had enough. Put down that third or fourth cup that you're having. We are, it's self-induced distraction. That's what the caffeine is doing. So coming back to this, quote, our study aimed to determine whether the known protective effect of coffee also applies to individuals with different degrees of hypertension and also examine the effects of green tea in the same population. So, and by the way, this research is coming out of Japan at Osaka University. To the best of our knowledge, this is the first study to find an association between drinking two or more cups of coffee daily and cardiovascular disease mortality among people with severe hypertension. High blood pressure, also known as hypertension, occurs when the force of blood pushing against the walls of blood vessels is consistently too high, making the heart work harder to pump blood. This is how we get hardening of the arteries, folks. It is measured in millimeters of mercury. That's how blood pressure is measured. The current blood pressure guidelines from the American Heart Association and the American College of Cardiology classify hypertension as a blood pressure reading of 130 over 80 
milligrams mercury or higher. So if you have a blood pressure of 130 over 80, this is classified as hypertension. A blood pressure of 120 over 80 is classified as prehypertension. Hmm. The blood pressure criteria for this study are slightly different from the American College of Cardiology and the American Heart Association guidelines. Researchers classified blood pressure into five categories, optimal and normal, which is less than 130 over 85, high normal, which is, which is 130 to 139 over 85 to 89, grade one hypertension, which is 140 to 159 over 90 to 99, and grade two, which is 160 to 179 over 100 to 109, and grade three, this is really dangerous, higher than 180 over 110. Blood pressure measures in grades two and three, which is 160 to 179 over 100 to 109, and that last number I quoted you, which is 180 over 110, these are grades two and three were considered severe hypertension. So 160 over 100 to 180 over 110. This is the range that they considered severe. Indeed it is in this study. Study participants included more than 6,570 men and more than 12,000 women ages 40 to 79 years old at the start of the research. Now, they were selected from the Japan Collaborative Cohort Study for Evaluation of Cancer Risk, which was a large prospective study established between 1988 and 1990 of adults living living in 45 Japanese communities. Participants provided data through health examinations, self-administered questionnaires, assessing their lifestyle, their diet, and their medical history. During nearly 19 years of follow-up through the year 2009, 842 cardiovascular-related deaths were documented. Now remember, this is out of over 18,000 individuals. The analysis of data for all participants found drinking two or more cups of coffee a day was associated with twice the risk of cardiovascular disease death in people whose blood pressure was 160 over 100 milligram mercury or higher compared to those who did not drink any coffee. Wow, twice the risk. They also found drinking one cup of coffee a day was not associated with an increased risk of death from cardiovascular disease across any blood pressure categories. So you're safe at one, according to this Japanese study. And they also found green tea consumption was not associated 
with an increased risk of cardiovascular disease mortality across any blood pressure categories. And again, green tea, you don't feel the caffeine as much because that L-theanine is attenuating that effect, is weakening the impact of the caffeine. Quote, these findings may support the assertion that people with severe high blood pressure should avoid drinking excessive coffee because people with severe hypertension are more susceptible to the effects of caffeine. Caffeine's harmful effects may outweigh its protective effects and may increase the risk of death. The study found that people with more frequent coffee consumption were more likely to be younger, they were likely to be current smokers, current drinkers, eat fewer vegetables, and have higher total cholesterol levels and lower systolic blood pressure, regardless of the blood pressure category. The benefits of green tea may be explained by the presence of polyphenols, which are micronutrients with healthy antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties found in plants. Yeah, that helps too, besides the L-theanine. The researchers noted that polyphenols may be part of the reason only coffee consumption was associated with an increased risk of death in people with severe high blood pressure, despite both green tea and coffee containing caffeine. Listen, I tell everyone with high blood pressure they need to switch to decaf. And I also tell people who don't have any blood pressure issues at all that they should not drink their usual morning coffee when they have a doctor's appointment. They're told to show up fasting. You should be fasting. You can drink a, blood, uh, you can drink a glass of water if you're going for blood tests. It helps to plump up the veins in your arm so they can find your vein when they prick you to draw blood. And so that you don't show any dehydration on the blood test uh, report, on the lab report. But you should not drink any coffee or anything containing caffeine because what invariably happens is that you may show higher blood pressure in the doctor's office. It's not just a white coat syndrome that some people have because they're nervous at a doctor's visit. They're just naturally nervous and they'll have a little bit of a higher blood pressure. But that caffeine is also constricting blood vessels and causing that temporary increase in blood pressure. And that's what may be seen at the doctor's office. And hey, your your doctor will be all too happy to write a prescription for some blood pressure medication, a beta blocker, a calcium channel blocker, a diuretic to help lower your blood pressure when what really happened besides your nervousness attending the doctor's appointment, is you had a strong cup of coffee that morning. So this is important. You shouldn't have any coffee, any tea, anything caffeinated the morning that you're going to see the doctor or for for blood work or anything like that. Did you also know that that caffeine can also cause a rise in your blood sugar? If you want truly fasting blood tests, You cannot have any caffeine. Yeah, we didn't eat, but the caffeine all by itself will cause a rise in your blood sugar. So now we've got like a false higher blood sugar, a false higher blood pressure. You understand? 
You should not. Your doctor may say to you, oh, it's okay for you to have a cup of coffee, but don't eat anything. You should be fasting. You shouldn't have that cup of coffee. You should not. And by the way, the correct way to take blood pressure at the doctor's office, and I see this too often, is you might be sitting on the physical exam table where your feet might be dangling. If they're taking your blood pressure with your feet dangling, that can cause a, a, a false higher blood pressure. If you're supporting the weight of your own arm that they have the blood pressure cuff on, they're not supporting it for you, that could cause a high blood pressure. If they're, if you're answering the, the medical uh, associates questions, uh, the medical technicians questions while they're taking your blood pressure, that can raise your blood pressure. None of these things should be occurring. You should be sitting in a relaxed position with your arm out supported in the region of your heart with both of your feet flat on the floor, with you breathing normally, not talking, and not listening to questions or instructions. Well, you could listen to instructions, but you shouldn't be talking. That's the correct way to take blood pressure. And coming back to this research, they do say that the research has several limitations. Coffee and tea consumption were self-reported. Okay. Blood pressure was measured at a single point, which did not account for changes over time. And the observational nature of the study could not draw a direct cause and effect connection between coffee consumption and cardiovascular disease risk among people with severe high blood pressure. Further study is needed, researchers said, as, as they always say, to learn more about the effects of coffee and green tea consumption in people with high blood pressure and to confirm the effects of coffee and green tea consumption in other countries. Again, this is a, a Japanese study coming out of <clears throat> Osaka University. So listen, other things that can raise your blood pressure Licorice. Are you drinking herbal teas containing licorice? Are you taking an adrenal formula? Those formulas contain licorice. If you're thinking your adrenal function is low and you have self-prescribed yourself an adrenal supplement, there might be licorice in there that is spiking your blood pressure. See, this is where you need supervision. Even when it comes to your supplements, it's best to consult with a with a qualified nutritionist, a health practitioner who is knowledgeable in these supplements and to pick and choose carefully for you in the setting of any kind of high blood pressure, the supplements you should and should not be taking, right? You shouldn't be taking anything containing licorice. The active glycerizic acid in licorice spikes blood pressure. Long-term use of that licorice in that possible supplement that you're taking, that adrenal formula supplement that you're taking, can cause distortions in your potassium levels. It depletes potassium and increases sodium. This is the prescription for high blood pressure. That's what's happening there. You need potassium for healthy blood pressure. You need to eat a variety of vegetables and fruits to get your potassium. Let me give you an example, uh, uh, a salad, 
A steak with some broccoli easily gives you about 14, 1500, even 1600 milligrams of potassium. If you've got an avocado salad going in there, it's more like 18, 1900 milligrams of potassium. If you had a baked potato, even more than that, if you're having a baked potato. So you get potassium from a healthy diet. The highest sources of sodium are in processed food. Stop eating processed food. When you stop eating processed food and eat whole unprocessed food, the way it's found in nature, you could use a good quality salt, a sea salt, a Celtic sea salt, a gray salt, a pink Himalayan salt. Good stuff, right? It's not going to impact your blood pressure as much. When you're eating whole unprocessed food, you know, you can enjoy your morning cup of coffee provided you're at a healthy weight. Because listen, if you're not at a healthy weight, you've got to lose weight to help reduce your blood pressure. Losing as little as 5 to 7% of your weight can help to lower your blood pressure. So if you're, if you've got a few extra pounds hanging on you, drop it, drop it with a lower carb diet. Your blood pressure will come down. You will not need medicine. And I don't want you to have to take medicine as a nutritionist. Medical management is absolutely appropriate, especially if you've got high blood pressure. And especially if you have severely high blood pressure, you really need to be monitored, right? But where we can, we try to do things naturally. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your healthcare.